Today is Friday, February 19th. The title for our devotional is The Church in Rome. Finishing up our series in Romans 12 through 16 today, we see Paul's greetings to the people he knows in Rome. This is much more than just a boring list of names. It serves to add to the purposes that Paul has for writing this letter as a whole. So let's read it, and then we'll discuss it briefly. Romans 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Cancrea. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, these women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone who has heard about your obedience. So, I rejoice because of you. So I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, and Suscipiter, my fellow Jews. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, send you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Quartus send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, far from being a boring list of names in verses 1 through 16, Paul is using these greetings to stress the main theme that he has been discussing throughout the last few chapters. 
They are to be unified in Christ with love amidst their diversity. That is, he mentions a number of women. A number of the names were Jewish, Greek, and Latin. On the devotional page, if you go and look at it, I've made some color-coded highlights so you can see the emphases that he places in these names. Paul not only accomplishes this with this list of names, but he also not so subtly affirms that the people the church should be listening to. Imagine sitting in a house church with 20 to 50 people while Phoebe reads this letter aloud. Paul mentions Andronicus and Junia. You look across the room and there they are. A mention by Paul in his letter would certainly have caused the rest of the church to take notice and respect the opinions of those mentioned a little more highly. The next paragraph, after the greetings, Paul strikes a very different tone than he has in chapters 14 and 15. Here he tells them to avoid anyone causing divisions and putting obstacles in their way. He likely has in mind those who are teaching following the law is necessary for salvation or who are teaching licentiousness. When we look at the full corpus of Paul's teachings, he often strikes a very different tone when it comes to matters of essential doctrine and ethical imperatives. You can check out Galatians 5, 2-4, 1 Corinthians 5:11, or 2 Timothy 3 for those. The statement in verse 19 sums this up well. They are to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. This is the challenge of Christian living, requiring a renewed mind and knowledge of God's will. In verse 20, he emphasizes his theology that the turn of Jesus and the destruction of Satan is imminent, and we must always be prepared for it. Then in his closing prayer, we see the main themes of the book revisited yet again, the inclusion of the Gentiles in the family of God, and ultimately, the glory of God. For additional content today, I've linked you to a YouTube video with a worship song called To God Be the Glory. I thought it fitting since the purpose of Paul's whole book and the purpose of our existence is to give glory to God. So head on over there and watch the music video if you'd like to today or just put on your favorite song and just praise God and glorify him in your private worship time today. The video that I've linked you to is is really only the music video is only four minutes. And then after that, they talk about the creation of the song. So I would just listen to the song, but you can listen to the whole thing if you want. I haven't watched it. It might be good. I really don't know. The song is good. That part I watched so I can attest to the song being pretty good. For reflection today, what does it mean when we say we want to give God more glory? I think this is one of those phrases that we hear often and tend to take it for granted. How does your life bring God more glory? Spend some time unpacking that in your thinking throughout your day today.